welcome back to The, the Mentors. Mentors. This is Vadim. And Sergey. And you're listening to our weekly segment called The 5-Minute Pick-Me-Up, where we tell you stories to motivate you for the week to come. And today we wanted to talk about how to think about your self-worth. It's a topic that's not really talked about enough, but something that many people struggle with internally, this idea of self-worth, and something that we thought is important to talk about today. Now, we probably already have heard many times that we should embrace failure. If you're pursuing anything that's ambitious, whether that's trying to be successful as an entrepreneur or wanting to pursue a successful career, there is going to be failure along the way. But the problem is that oftentimes we tie our self-worth to those moments of failure. And the thing about self-worth is that our perception of our own worth is constantly in flux. It changes on a daily basis, and sometimes it might even change several times throughout the day. So in this episode, we wanted to talk about how we and some of the people that we have known, whether they're entrepreneurs or otherwise, have addressed that issue, what they have done and what we do to make sure that we have a strong sense of self-worth more consistently. Of course, the problem with tying your self-worth to any one particular failure is that although the failure is temporary, when you completely define your worth to that one failure, you're making it perpetual. You're making it permanent. We all know that as human beings, we have a tendency to remember things, you know, traumatic events in our lives, such as failures, even years down the line. And it's something that we need to actively combat and actively treat so that we can actually come out the other end and work toward getting closer to our goals. So in this episode, we're going to outline four main points for how to make sure that you maintain a consistent level and sense of self-worth. But the first thing that is important to recognize is that most of us do tie our self-worth to things that are outside of our control. Like, for example, going through a particular moment of failure. So recognize that it is normal to do. It's somewhat in our nature, but that it doesn't make a lot of sense because if it's not in our control, then certainly it shouldn't affect how we feel about ourselves. So the first point that we want to make is the importance of getting outside encouragement to have more of a consistent feeling of self-worth. Now, we've talked about before on this show how important it is to have people in your life that encourage your wild and crazy ideas, your entrepreneurial ideas, the ambitions that you have in your careers, and not just people that shut you down and tell you to take the safe route. But I want to tell you a specific story about an entrepreneur you might recall on the show that you heard of. We mentioned him on our last episode, but Wayne Mackey, who started State Space, if you listen to that episode of the neuroscientist who ended up starting a video game company that we released last year, you might remember that he actually didn't go to college until later in his life. Like He went to community college and then he had to actually work jobs to pay his way through an undergraduate education and then a graduate education. And then he had this crazy idea to help video gamers become better at playing video games. And he credits a lot of his early success, even though it was such a crazy idea that was kind of hard to get off the ground, he credits a lot of his early success by the fact that he told people about it early on. He sought opportunities at his university, which was NYU, to get feedback, first of all, from the person that he was working toward his dissertation with, his sponsor, then by participating in competitions, startup competitions at NYU, winning some of those competitions and having people tell him that it's a good idea 
even on the days that he doubted himself. So going outside and seeking areas where there's going to be people that encourage your wild ideas, even if you don't have that group of friends, let's say, within your network, is a critical way to improve your feeling of self-worth. So if you're an entrepreneur, do tell other people what you're working on. Share your idea with other people. Don't be afraid that somebody else will steal it. This is a common misconception that people have is that somebody else will run with your idea. Not understanding that actually bringing something to life is incredibly difficult. And there's much more value in going out there, sharing your idea, and then getting positive validation and positive feedback from outside people. And by the way, if you told three people about it and all of them gave you negative feedback or told you it's a bad idea... Keep looking for the people that are going to be your allies until you find them and you get that positive validation because you want to work off of their energy, not the negative energy. If you're stuck in your career and you want to make a move and you are just in a role that makes you miserable on a daily basis, start sharing your career ambitions with other people. Tell other people what you want to do next with your life. And by the way, that is going to be helpful not only because they might give you positive encouragement to encourage you to look and pursue that next step in your career, but if they find somebody else that could help you, they're going to be that much more likely to remember what you need and make that connection that could potentially create new opportunities for you. The next piece of advice that we want to give you to help improve your self-worth is to take a look at your goals that you're setting for yourself. Reflect on those goals and try to be a little bit more critical about what those goals are. Are they maybe a little bit too difficult to achieve and you're not even giving yourself a chance to get closer to attaining those goals? Because oftentimes people have really crazy ambitions for themselves. They keep falling short over and over again and then they take that as a signal that they should not have those ambitions anymore. But the fact is that maybe you just need to have incrementally easier ambitions to achieve over time. So instead of thinking, I'm gonna make a million dollars this year, try saying, I'm gonna make a thousand dollars this month and you probably will achieve it and it's gonna feel really good and it's gonna make it much easier to picture yourself making $10,000 in the next couple of months after that. In the same vein of setting achievable goals, let's say you want to pursue a new career and you just lost your job where you made a lot of money, right? A six-figure income and it's taking you six months, eight months, 10 months to find another job and you just can't find anything and you're getting more stressed out because your finances are obviously important to be on top of. Well, maybe you should course correct and change your goals to be a little bit more achievable. So for example, start looking for contract work, short-term work where somebody might hire you because they need you right now and where the decision to hire you might be a little bit easier because they're not committing to a full-time employee where they have to uh, train you up and uh, pay for benefits and insurance and the like. By changing your goal to something that's more achievable, like getting a contract, not only will you solve the immediate problem of having to take care of your finances, but you will again have a better sense of self-worth because you were able to achieve that goal, therefore increasing your chances of achieving a bigger goal because you're now coming at it from a more positive perspective. The third tactic that you might use to, again, try and improve your self-worth is by potentially completely changing your focus and completely changing what your goal should be in the first place. So I, I love to use the example of a founder a couple of years ago that was going through one of our accelerator programs where he was working with this business, with his team that, you know, they were actually trying to create this, uh, essentially a data collection tool for nonprofits and events. And they kept on trying to get people to 
to use their tool and they just were not able to get users. They were not able to make money. People said they liked the tool, that it was interesting, but it didn't seem like a financially viable business. And so one day he decided to say, look, we have this interesting piece of technology. Maybe we just need to go after a new market. So they completely changed how they positioned their product and changed the market that they were going after. They decided to take the same exact data collection technology and bring it to technology companies that had field marketing teams. You'd have to understand a little bit more about the business to understand why that strategy made sense. But just by shifting to a completely new market and by going after something different, and talking about their business in a different way, they uncovered a market that actually needed the product that they were selling, and they were making revenue within a couple of weeks, whereas before, for months, they were trying to go after a customer that never really needed their product. So just changing the focus of who they were trying to sell to and how they positioned their product completely changed how they felt about the business, and then also completely changed about how they felt about their self-worth as founders as well. The last piece of advice that we have for you is finding ways and opportunities to be helpful to others. And the story that we have to tell you is one from about a year and a half ago when we decided to give a talk in front of our nephew's middle school graduating class. Arguably, that decision of giving a talk to a middle school class didn't exactly fit into our career narrative and didn't exactly make sense for us. You know, it wasn't going to create huge, massive opportunities for us. But it had so many other less tangible benefits. Yes, we didn't actually get paid for this thing. We volunteered and we spoke in front of this group of students. But just having something that our nephew would be proud of, that you know he would remember for the rest of his life, it's something that to this day, over a year later, we still feel amazing about. That whole month leading up to giving that talk, that day that we gave the talk and we had the middle school kids come to us and tell us how much it meant to them, and the whole month after we gave that talk, we felt amazing about it, and we felt like we had something to contribute to the world, even though it didn't exactly relate to other parts of our career, but just doing something that helped others made us feel good about ourselves. This is why it's so important to pick a career or a job or even a business where you passionately care about the customer that you're serving. If you care about what you do, if you feel like you're being helpful to others, your self-worth or sense of self-worth will go up. And by the way, this could be small things as well. If you're a good cook, then inviting a couple of friends over for dinner and cooking something for them and giving them stuff to take home with them and having them you know, talk about how great your food is. Again, you're making others feel good through something that you did. It's small. You, know? you don't necessarily have to make money from it, but that day and probably that week, your self-worth is certainly going to come up. So it doesn't have to be big. Just think of ways that you can help others and benefit others through something that you're uniquely good at. So... The main takeaways from today's episode are try not to tie your self-worth to any one failure. And in that vein, don't let self-worth be driven by things that are outside of your control. And the four pieces of advice to get back on track and reset your sense of self-worth is one, getting outside encouragement. Two, setting achievable goals. Three, shifting your focus. And four, finding ways to be helpful to others. Speaking of finding ways to be helpful to others, we want to again remind folks as we conclude this episode that every Wednesday we have amazing guests that we invite live 
as part of the programming that we're offering to School 16 that talk about their careers, talk about how they get leadership opportunities so you can get them yourself. So please join us at our next event with a senior product manager at American Express, Juan Figueroa, who's going to talk about how he went from being a founder to actually joining this massive company as a product manager and how big companies launch new products. Something that we want to offer to you. If you don't know that we do these Wednesdays events, we'd love for you to join us. It's a great way to motivate yourself for the rest of the week. So to RSVP, go to school16.co forward slash seminars and drop your email to receive a link to the event. Thank you so much for listening to this 5 to 15 minute pick me up this week. And we hope you have a great rest of your week and we'll see you soon.